Welcome to Surviving on Shoestrings with Donna Miller. Together we'll look outside the box to stretch what we have, make do, and get by with humor, style, and a smile. And now welcome your hostess, Donna Miller. Happy Monday and welcome to Surviving on Shoestrings. I'm Donna Miller, your hostess for this show. Really glad that you've tuned in and are listening. Um, today, you know, I, for lack of a better word, I'm just going to say let's. I'm going to divulge some stuff. Can it maybe be a little bit personal? Um, don't worry, not creepy, you know, PG-13 kind of personal, but personal in the, the ways of um, I, I got a great email from a listener. And actually, I've gotten two. got one from Jan explaining that I was using the incorrect word of uh, depravity, which is not correct, and I meant the word deprivation. My mouth and brain do not run at the same time. One usually gets far ahead of the other. <laughs> usually it's the mouth rattling and the brain thinks it said something else. So I've gotten a couple of great emails. But this one kind of hit a chord because um, the young lady, Laurel, writes uh, a really heartfelt understanding of, of what I'm trying to do with this radio show. And it it's great to hear first off that it's helping her in some way but secondly she asks a nice point of question i am not going to read her email verbatim i'm not going to tell you her last name um just it was a wonderful email that i got from her and i do want to remind everybody that you can download these and the other hostesses episodes on itunes as well as um listen to them from the computer so you don't have to be tethered to your computer you can be out in your garden you can be out taking a walk you can be running the kids to and fro you can be doing just about anything and be able to kind of get some good stuff dumped into your brain and your heart about this preparedness lifestyle so um that kind of came out of her email to me because she's she's doing it that way a lot and if you're limited and you don't have a computer at home you know you can go to the library and load up your mp3 is that what it's called still or your ipod <laughs> i'm not a technical person um i'm not a gadget person you can load up your playing device how's that and then just listen to them till you have the next chance to run to the library so see that's nice and cheap you're not paying for internet so here's the question that, that she posed to me, and I will kind of paraphrase what she said that in the first episode that I kind of monologued getting to know you for the the Survival Mom Radio Network, this show, Surviving on a Shoestrings. Um, I did mention that our family went almost an entire year without income coming in. And one of the questions that she asked was she just wondered if we actually lived off of our savings or if we literally lived without almost any money and then asks sorry for being nosy um, which you're not being nosy I think that's a very valid valid question because I didn't um, I didn't really clarify that in the first episode and I want to be able to do that a little bit here um, as I said probably earlier on I know I did earlier in the show we've lived kind of on this journey for about 23 to 25 years now and through it all, we found some different things. And the first thing we thought we were doing was learn to grow your own food, learn to store food, uh, stock up on water, you know, all the tangibles. Um, we, we found, well, we also then thought we need to teach the kids because it's probably going to affect them 
skills. This is, we're talking 23 years ago or so. So we were homeschooling and it gave us a great opportunity to work some great stuff into the curriculum uh, that you don't normally get in quote unquote traditional school. And we did that to, from building a lean to, to how to find water and um, how to start fires, just all kinds of different survival skills. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. Plenty of other, other side type things that we did for extracurricular things for school, science experiments that were um, practical, you know, for solar or uh, heating or different things like that. So we, we kind of thought that was it about 15 years ago. It was like, okay, hey, there we go. When uh, we had an opportunity for a very, very good job, which moved us across the country. So we went from a small rural, I'm sorry, yeah, small rural town to a very tightly packed um, city making extremely good money and at that point thinking we're going to be putting back a good bit. And we did. We paid off some debts and we did, we did take care of that. But uh, finding out that um, it's really difficult to be blessed so suddenly uh, with an influx of income that you're not used to and finding that you actually live up to your income, which I know that's kind of a weird thing to say on surviving on shoestrings, but you do. So there's a discipline action within that that you've got to learn if your income starts to increase, which I pray it happens for all of us that are struggling. Um, The discipline aspect is you don't just uh, spend more or you don't quickly um, turn around and get a better this or improve that. There are some things that you have to treat it still very, very frugally, even if you are blessed with a sudden uh, windfall of a miracle of funds. And um, part of that was uh, we we learned a great deal about ourselves at that time. It was a very short-lived excursion. <laughs> so let's go say ex- I don't know adventure, but that's not. It wasn't really an adventure. I call it an excursion. It was a it was a off the track kind of thing. But I think the Lord was teaching us some lessons as far as about ourselves, and um, that disappeared within literally a day. It was quite interesting. We had we had uh, qualified for a home. Thank the Lord did never close on it, so we didn't end up losing that home. We ended up keeping the home we left in the small rural town, so we moved back. Then in order to find work, my husband um, started working for a company that um, initially did begin to pay him as a consultant and they were kind of sporadic because it's a you know consultant work is is you're a free what is it it's not a freelancer i guess it's like a freelancer free agent a contract worker whatever it is and they were quite uh the contract was that he would be paid but they were kind of lenient with their pay times and then suddenly they just stopped paying and when they stopped paying, they continued with um, promises of, yeah, we'll catch you up in a month. Okay, no, we'll catch you up for two months in the next month. Or we'll catch you up for three months in the next month. And they did make one payment in the middle of that year of a one-month payment. And then, again, not for another six. So we spent literally an entire year without savings and without income. So to answer your question from the email... Um, we did not live out of savings. 
And I will tell you after we come back from the break exactly what we did to tackle this after it got to be about the third month in, um, well, actually the second month in, what our strategy was and what we started doing. So we're going to be right back after a word from our sponsor. Here's how you can save $10 on the mill of your choice. Go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store and use the promo code radio at checkout. That's R-A-D-I-O at checkout. Or you can call 828-536-4988 during weekday business hours and get the same savings by phone. Either way, your order is shipped to your door without shipping charges. Remember, you can go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store or call 828-536-4988 and use the promo code RADIO. Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch-coop.com. These folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted coops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. Ranch-coop.com. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Welcome back. Getting ready to hear a little bit more in detail, kind of some of the dirty laundry, I guess, <laughs> of how we made it through almost an entire year without income and not living on savings because we didn't have any. Um, let me back up. When we made our move, we changed careers. We made our, our big cross-country move. We both changed careers. I was a camp director. And my husband was a CEO for a nonprofit organization and then our careers completely changed and we lost at that point any vested interest into our retirement. So we took out a retirement and promptly um, that there wasn't a lot to it. We're still relatively young. Um, utilize that we thought it was necessary to buy new furniture. Okay, how's that for, I'm just going to tell you. Because we thought we would be making plenty of money and like I said, that disappeared within a year. Um, so now we fast forward to a company that decides to just flat out not pay my husband, yet he's still on contract and still turning in the work um, in hopes of and being promised that the pay was coming. So it's not like my my husband's a wonderful, brilliant man, So it, he and he has very extremely high integrity. So he wasn't going to just leave them stranded. He was going to continue to do his work and believing that they actually had followed through with what they continued to promise him. So about the second month of um, realizing we had depleted what very little savings we had and that there was a likelihood of not getting any money that month and then maybe not the next, we started to sell off things. We sold off living room suits one month, a living room suit, a piano another month, a car another month, um, 
uh, a bedroom suit another month. So each month it was less and less furniture in the house. Um, and we just continued to sell off more and more. We um, sold an RV, it, just things that we had acquired that we looked at as uh, we downgraded one car and sold another, downgraded one car tremendously, um, and then sold another. So that each succession, each month, we kind of had a major um, purge, and not of small items. We're talking big, you know, big once it's gone, there's a big gap kind of item. And that is honestly what kept us afloat for the first, I'd say, eight months of this entire year without an income. Now, let me explain to you what that did. Um, the money that we liquidated, some of which was online, some of it was Craigslist, some of it was local, some of it was connected with other people that came and saw something and they offered to buy it because um, they knew we were kind of in a strapping situation. Uh, that was simply to, to pay living expenses. Thank the Lord, about two months prior to my husband uh, suddenly getting the last paycheck from this company, or not the last, but the last one for about six months, and then that one little one in the middle. But he had said, go ahead and buy enough food so that we have a year's worth of food on hand. So we did spend about three months really, really stocking. Um, there's actually a picture on one of our websites of, of bags and bags of grain in the middle of our floor. And we must have had 800 pounds of different grain. And we have a family of five adult grown people at that time, pretty much grown teenagers, you know, teenage boy, which is like having four grown people <laughs> and two teenage girls. Um, and so we had a great deal of food on hand. We had had great success each year with a garden, both putting it back as well as growing another one. So we were coming into the um, first harvest season when we first lost the uh, regular income. And, you know, we kept believing that the company was going to pay. And so uh, please don't think that this is being gullible or stupid. We we were on a contract, so I think it, it was um, – integrity that held us held my husband working with them and I think it was very important that he knew he had done everything he could before making the decision to walk away so we just basically did our best and made things stretch I learned a lot of some of my earliest YouTube videos at um, youtube.com slash the wheat guy or you can go to YouTube and type in Miller's Grainhouse some of my earliest ones are coming out of that time period because I was learning how to really, really not spend any money because we didn't have expendable money. The money we had was earmarked from something being sold to be taking care of living expenses such as car payment, house payment, um, insurance, whatever, the, the big stuff, the electricity bill, um, the stuff that you, you kind of needed to continue life. Groceries were taken care of in a completely different manner. Um, for pretty much the entire year, we never spent more than 15 to $20 on groceries a week for a family of five. And that was on a, on a really, you know, we've run out of everything kind of week. What we did was I learned how to stretch everything. Like I said, a lot of things are in the video. How not to throw away really just about anything. Do you realize people in America throw away close to $5,000 worth of food every month? 
That's amazing to me. No, I'm sorry, every year. $5,000 I could do an awful lot with in a year. Um, just because it's, eh, I don't want to use it, or it just seems like it's not going to be worth the keeping. So anyway, I learned to stretch an awful lot of things, and you can see a lot of that early stuff on uh, those videos at Miller's Grain House at YouTube. Um, but also, uh, we did a good bit of bartering. We had great surplus coming from the garden, some of which I was able to put back, and some of which I bartered, like um, blueberries for eggs, or I would bake bread and barter it for about four gallons of, yeah, raw whole milk. She didn't sell it to me. We bartered for bread, Um, raw whole milk. And from that, I learned how to make butter and yogurt and cottage cheese and um, buttermilk, the old fashioned kind, not the real thick stuff, but the old fashioned thinner stuff. Um, I was a great, that was great. I loved that actually, because I took this one item of whole, raw, gorgeous, delicious milk. And not only did we end up with a great low-fat milk that had all the great enzymes that raw milk has, um, but we also had raw butter and we had, you know, yogurt, just cream for the coffee. It was like the best. Now, coffee was something we had in food storage because if mama don't have coffee, it doesn't matter. Nobody's living through nothing. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, we had plenty of grain, so I could barter out several different things. Uh, So we learned a, a very important lesson at that time that kind of explained a little bit more of what preparedness was. Another thing that happened during that time was um, we, of course, had teenagers. And when your teenagers watch your, their parents go through a difficult struggle, it does tend to either put a strain on the family or bond the family together. I would like to say we had a little combination of the two, but when you go through a very difficult struggle financially, it's really, that's one of the times that families usually split apart. And it is, I'm happy to say that we, we bonded very, very close and we are in many ways a lot closer than we've ever been because the kids watched how we handled it sometimes with grace and, and a positive attitude. And sometimes they watched and now learned what they don't want to do. Uh, But that is an area of preparedness that doesn't ever get talked about is the stress level and, you know, how do you get along with your family when you have very little or you're all stuck in one general area? Um, Yeah, so that was an area we hadn't even learned about. So here from the beginning, we thought it was stocking up stuff 25 years ago. Then we realized, no, it's about managing your money in addition. So the Lord's taken us some really cool places uh, on this journey to learn. And then uh, we learned about making what you had on hand really stretch. And then we learned how to keep your family intact during these stressful times. Because, honey, they're coming. They're going to be a little bit stressful. Change is never easy for people. So if you can't keep your family intact, you know what? All your food storage isn't worth squat. Um, Sorry, that was pretty blunt, but it's pretty true. I mean, when you, in the end, you want your family close by, not your ten number 10 can of frozen peas. Um. So we, we've learned a lot of great things along the way. And so to answer your question, and no, you're not being nosy, Laurel. I think it's a, it's, it's a big journey. Um, we, I was a stay-at-home, I guess, work-from-home mom, homeschooling the kids. So 
I can't say we were a two-income family. We were a no-income family or a, or a one-eighth income family, whatever you want to call it. And I've always in some way done something but even tried to be still at home with the kids as much as possible. So there's there are things that are doable. Looking outside the box, um, don't look at preparedness like it looks with everybody else. Don't look at it like a cookie cutter. Um, I think there's there's a silver lining to everything. I'm going to go ahead and tell you the end of this story that ended um, a few years back with the year without an income. And uh, that is that we did lose the home and the equity that we had in it. Uh, there's not much you can do about that because it's a yeah, everybody at that time was losing houses left and right. But you know what? That's not the end of the world. We have had another probably eight years of great learning opportunities, great journeys, drawing closer together as a family, meeting new friends, meeting new people that um, have meant just as much to us and and even more so in some ways along this this way. Several of them are either going to be guests on my show, if I can if I can get one of them to quit being sick, she's coming on the show, and then my other friend, Vicki Lynn Haycraft, who does a show here on Survival Mom Network, and many of the other hostesses here uh, can attest to you know, just that joy of finding other people that you can bond together with during a, uh, the journey. So the story's not over yet. That's another thing I want to tell you if you are facing a, a difficult time with your income. This is, my husband had a great saying, and we probably need to keep saying it more often. Um, this is just a chapter in a book. The story isn't over yet. There's always a new chapter. There's always a new page, and then there's always a new chapter. So as one of our chapters closed with what seemed catastrophic of maybe losing your, your equity in your home or prior to that having lost your income, we still have a very close tight family, all of which um, have a heart that want to serve others. And our family is still intact through some really trying times. So in the essence of everything, I think our book's going to end on a happy note. So that's a little bit of my story that is particular to surviving one year without an income. And the story's not over. You can find some more things that we're doing at the what was once going to just be our bug out location. We've now decided to move into it since we're now empty nesters. Um, <laughs> and we're experimenting with all kinds of cool things. You can find those videos and on YouTube by putting in Your Preparation Station, which is the other show that I do. Or you can go to yourpreparationstation.com and click that and kind of read up and see what's going on there. Don't forget to like us on Facebook so that we can stay connected. And by all means, please, if you have a question, suggestion, or if I've said something not completely clear, please, please be free to uh, help me clarify. I'll be glad to do it on a show. Email me at survivingonshoestrings at gmail.com. That's survivingonshoestrings.com plural, at gmail.com. God bless. This is Donna Miller. Until next Monday, I hope you have a wonderful week. You've been listening to Surviving on Shoestrings with hostess Donna Miller. Tune in each week for a new show that will help you enjoy frugal survival with humor, style, and a smile.